You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Hi guys, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Okay, I'm sorry I haven't done a members only in a minute and I'm sorry it's taking me so long to do this members only. Um, It just, you know, it took a minute. Uh, I've been busy. I've been trying to do everything and I'm I'm trying. I promise I'm trying. Um, But this is a special members only. I promised you guys I would talk to you about the time that I met Lisa Rinna and give you the details on our wild trip to Cancun. So let's dive into it. Okay. Meeting Lisa Rinna. So this is this is the scoop. This is the story. Okay. So the SAG Foundation, which is the Screen Actors Guild, they were hosting a career retrospect for Harry Hamlin. And my friend Norma, she ends up like texting me and she sends me an invite and she's just like, I'm I'm going. I I can bring a plus one or I said that I was going to bring a plus one care to join. I figured I would ask you first because I'm pretty sure Lisa Rinna is going to be there. And I was like, sure, fuck it. Why not? Rinna might not be there, but like, who cares? It could still be fun. We could still have a good night out. I mean, and then we'll still get to meet Harry freaking Hamlin, Harry Hamlin. So I figured, yes, Norma, I'm in. Let's do it. Downtown Judy Brown. Let's go to Hollywood and we're going to meet Harry Hamlin. <clears throat> And then the night of, it was like raining so bad because this was January, right? Yeah, it wasn't December. It was recent. It was, yeah, it was only a couple of weeks ago. So it's raining really hard. It's been raining all, or well, I can't say all of January. January went by so fast. But anyway, raining really hard that night. So cold. And I, part of me was like, damn, I don't even know if I want to go out. It's like cold and it's rainy. But I told Norma that I was going to do this. And I already like mentally prepared myself for it. But like if I could bail, like I would love to bail. And like bailing in Los Angeles, everybody bails in Los Angeles. So Norma even texts me and she's like, oh, should we go? Like, is it, like I'm uh, if you say yes, I'll say yes. And I was like, well, if you say yes, I'll say yes. And I was even thinking, like, is it worth it? Like, is Rena even going to be there? Like, am I really going to care to hear about Harry Hamlin's career? Long story short, we decide to go. We get there. And immediately we walk in and it's like a fucking nursing home, right? And we're looking around and it's all these like geriatric men that are like 80 years old that are Harry Hamlin fans. And I'm immediately confused because I was like, is this the type of audience that like Harry Hamlin is pulling in? Like these these 80 year old men that like don't even like, and they're actors? Like what did they do? Like I was very confused as to the demographic of the room. No shade, no judgment. We even met this really nice guy and he was like into like crystals and rocks and Norma was also into crystals and rocks and they were like talking about crystals and rocks at some point. And I was like, I don't, like I like crystals and I like rocks and I have plenty of them around the house, but I don't know as much about the detail of these rocks. And this guy was like really into rocks. Not even the crystals, like, you know, like the heart chakra with the, the, the rose quartz, not even the crystals, like full on like rocks. And he was making jewelry out of rocks and immediately when you see people in Los Angeles and they're like I make jewelry out of rocks like you're just like okay you're a little crazy but like whatever he was a nice guy he was cute like you know if I had three margaritas in me like I maybe go for it right anyway 
time gets closer, more people start to show up. We're all lined up waiting to get in. And then like more people came out. I'm like, okay, it's not all the geriatric people. The geriatric people just like to be there super early. And we weren't super early, but we were we were a little early. And we just happened to run into the crowd that was like super early. But then they were super strict about wearing a damn mask and then showing your little shot card. And I'm like, really? Like, are we still doing Like, it's 2023. Are we really still fucking doing this? Like, I just want to, like, don't make me, like, stand six feet apart. Like, I'm done with that life. We're over it. 2020 is in the past. I don't want to look back. I don't want to think about it anymore. It's done. Zero. Enough, enough, enough. Right? I'm just like, oh, my God, like, are, are we really still wearing these little paper things in front of our faces that the CDC has already come out and said that they're not effective? I'm not saying that the CDC has said that the science says that I believe science. I trust the science and the science says those little masks don't do anything. You read the boxes and the box says this is not uh, this is not effective in preventing um, viruses. OK, it's not what I'm saying. It's what the CDC says. That's why they say you have to wear those KN90 whatever. It's like and it listen, if people want to wear that. No, no shade to you. Listen, I'm not trying to shade you. I'm just fucking over it. You can go into concerts. You can go into movie theaters. You can go to a fucking bathhouse and be all clear. But I can't come and see Harry Hamlin on stage without my face covered. Like, my face is too pretty to cover. I covered it up for, what, two and a half years? My face is ready to be released to the people. Give the people what they want. And again, listen, if you want to wear a mask and that makes you feel safe, cool. You do you. I'm not trying to judge you. I just don't want to fucking do it anymore. I'm over it. Do whatever you want with your life. Live your life. And live your life. But making everybody do it is stupid at this point. Dumb. Anyway, luckily, Norma had like a cute black mask. And she's like, I haven't worn this yet. Do you want to wear this one? So you don't have to wear those like ugly like hospital or not even hospital ones, but like just those ugly like blue ones that they have. And I was like, sure. She's like, is this one matches your outfit? And I was like, well, thank you, Norma. That's very thoughtful of you. I'm glad that you at least gave me the mask that's going to match my outfit. So we get it. And the theater's actually really nice. And we're getting ready to star. And then Norma grabs us a spot, like, right front and center, right? Right in the second row. The first row was all reserved. And she was just like, we're going for it. We're not even going to look around. We're not even going to, like, get a water. We're not even going to talk to the man over there that's, like, telling everybody they need to be wearing their masks. She's like, we're going to be going. And we're going to sit front and center, no questions asked. And I was like, all right, I'm letting you lead this, girl. And then all of a sudden, we're getting ready to start. And then Lisa freaking Rinna walks out. Everyone at that point was like, for the most part, seated. We were like doing a little chit chat and then they're getting ready to start. So Lisa walks out and she's like waving. She's like, hi guys, hi guys. She's like living her best life, right? And then all of a sudden she sees me and we make eye contact. And then I'm like, uh-oh, is she going to recognize me? Is she, especially if I'm wearing the stupid fucking mask? And like, is she going to recognize me? What is she going to think? Like, is she going to be like, oh, my God, that's that shit tucker on the Internet? Or is she going to be like, oh, my God, I actually. Or is she going to pretend she doesn't know me? Maybe she doesn't recognize my bright platinum blonde hair, my naturally platinum blonde hair. And she's like, oh, my God. Hi. And I'm like, oh, my God. Hi. And she's like, I didn't know you were going to be here. And I was like, I didn't know I was going to be here either. Not until a week ago, until Norma invited me. And then at the last minute, we decided not to go. And then we decided that we were going to go. And then Norma, she's she's telling Lisa, she's like, Lisa's like, I don't know where to sit. And then Norma's like, you're going to sit right here and fuck in front of us. And Norma made her sit right in front of us. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But I'm glad that, listen, Norma has balls. And Norma takes initiative. And Norma makes shit happen. And I'm like, good. Because I don't like to ruffle feathers, especially like in, in other events and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm coy and I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to rebel feathers. I don't want to piss anybody off. Like, I'm nice. I'm, you know, I'm an asshole on Twitter. But like in real life, I'm like not a terrible human being. Like I try to be really nice and I'm a little more coy. Norma like makes shit happen. Norma will clear the way. So anyway, 
Nor, uh, we get through the Harry Hamlin thing. We do a whole deep dive into his career. It was actually kind of nice. I didn't know much about Harry Hamlin's career other than I knew he was like on Mad, uh, yeah, Mad Men, and he, you know, was an actor and you know successful at at his in his acting career. Um, but other than that, I didn't know much about him, so I was excited to learn more about him. But then when when the night ended, and Norm was like, "All right." we need you to get a picture with Lisa Rinna. And I was like, listen, I'm not one to go up to to housewives or celebs or anybody. I don't go up to them and ask them for photos. Like when I took the photo with Sutton, I didn't go to Sutton's store and then ask her for a photo. I told you guys, like I was at, Evan Real invited me to Sutton's store. I went with him to Sutton's store because press was invited to that mixer. Um, That's where she did the interview about Lisa leaving. And then the interview was all over the place. And I think E! Online picked it up, whatever. I think even David Yontif was there from Behind the Velvet Rope. He wasn't there when I was there. I think he was there earlier. I think Ryan Bailey even went earlier as well. I don't entirely know, but like press was invited. Podcasters, content creators, we were invited. I was invited as a guest of Evan Real. I joined. I was taking a selfie with Evan Real when Sutton jumped into the photo. And I was like, all right, well, now I have a picture with Sutton. I'll post this. This was a fun day. And she was very lovely, right? So I'm not the type to like approach somebody and be like, can I take a picture with you? If it happens organically, sure. But I'm not going to like go out of my way to try and get a photo with a celeb. We see them in LA all the time. But Norma's like, this is going to be mega. This is going to go viral on the internet. Remember when people went crazy about about the Sutton picture. She's like, you need a picture with Lisa frickin' Rinna. She's, you know, she's Lisa frickin' Rinna. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go get a picture with Lisa frickin' Rinna. Norma had the balls to do what I was too afraid to do. And so, like, and in settings like this, like I said, I'm a little more coy. I, like, try to respect housewives or celebrities. I try to respect their space. I don't want to invade their space. I can mingle. I can chat. But, like, I don't want to be intrusive. I'm not like, oh, my God, let's talk about housewives. Oh, my God, let's do all this. I'm just a more reserved person. I know sometimes people can read that as, like, a little bitchy. But I'm just, like, a lot shyer than people realize in social settings. Put a few drinks in me and then everything changes. But thank God for Norma because I don't know if I would have had the balls to just walk up to her and be like, hey girl, what's going on? Lisa, we're gonna let me get a picture with you for the internet. And Norma marches us right up to her and she's like, you need to take a picture with Zach. The internet is gonna go wild. And she was so nice and she was so gracious and we took some photos. She's like, okay, let's go. Where's the lighting? Good, let's do it. She was really sweet. Um, And we took some photos. We had a little bit of small talk, chatted a bit and Norma's like telling like this is it your career is really gonna take off now and Lisa's likes from from your lips to God's ears and she was in good spirits and you know it was she was really sweet and she was in good spirits about leaving housewives she actually seemed flattered to have Norma and I there because the whole night was about Harry Hamlin and you know people were there to see Harry Hamlin but they weren't there necessarily to see Lisa Rinna and I think that audience is not a housewives watching audience they're like screen actors guild actors that like want to follow in Harry Hamlin's footsteps so they were all flooding him and we're trying to take photos with him so we got to have Lisa all to ourselves, which she seemed to appreciate because, you know, I feel like she was also a little coy herself that night considering like it was Harry's night and she didn't want to like overshadow him. But yeah, like I told you guys, she quit after the reunion. She didn't feel like she was getting a fair edit on the show. She was pissed about the Sutton stuff, which I get because it did really look like her and Harry were grifters at the Elton John charity event. I think she just went so hard with some of her points this season. But like, I get where she was coming from. She was going so hard because she didn't feel like she was getting, you know, her side out there necessarily. 
and you know and then she was getting a beating from the fans and it, it's a lot like the housewife shows are a lot to do that for eight years like at some point you're like okay time to time to move on so I really think that the show might struggle as a result of losing Lisa I really feel like you know it's time for them to go through a full evolution now that they're not going to have Lisa maybe it's for the best maybe it's not time will tell we'll see what they bring in the new season but Lisa's a very lovely person very sweet in person, very petite. Sutton was also very petite, but I would say 10 out of 10 experiences for both of them. I had more time with Sutton than I had with Lisa because Lisa, you know, my only interactions with her were, you know, around the Harry Hamlin event. But like Sutton was very sweet. She was giving us all sorts of champagne and she's like, oh my God, don't even have that champagne. You need the rosé champagne. And she was like hooking Evan and I up and we left lit. And then we went and had drinks at pump and got more lit and lived our best lives. So, Yeah. That was my experience meeting Lisa Rinna, the goat of Beverly Hills. Okay. Do we want to dive in to our trip to Mexico? Because we had quite the adventure. So my family and I, we went to Cancun for my sister Andy's 18th birthday. And boy, did we have quite the adventure. We had quite the blast, but quite the adventure. So... It, it was so there are seven of us total. Okay, so it's my mom, Nancy, and then my mom's partner, Vanessa, and then my mom has her three boys, me, Elijah, and Ethan. Elijah, aka EJ, because he's Elijah Job, so we'll call him Elijah or we'll call him EJ. And then Ethan, he's Ethan Wolfgang. So that's why, like in Instagram stories, you'll hear me call him Ethan, or sometimes you'll hear me call him Wolfgang, or sometimes you'll hear me call him Wolf. I like personally, I call him Wolf or Wolfgang. Ethan is how I refer to him to other people. Um, but yeah, and then his nickname when he was little is Dietz. So sometimes we'll call him Dietz. Sometimes we'll call him Ethan. Sometimes we'll call him Wolfgang. Sometimes we'll call him Wolf. I When I call him directly, I'm always like, Wolf, Wolfgang, Wolf. So just in case I, I inner flow. So my mom has her three boys, me, Elijah, and Ethan. And then Vanessa has Andy and Ivan, her, her daughter Andy and her son Ivan. So And then we're all just one big modern family. We're one big Brady Bunch all together. So technically, Andy and Ivan are my step-siblings, but I they're my brother and sister. So Andy is my sister. It was her 18th birthday, so we went to go celebrate. So we get there on Monday, day one, okay? Get to the airport, like, super freaking early because Vanessa, my stepmom, Vanessa is, like, super vigilant about always having to be there super, super early. So I think they got – they we were parking at the airport, so I think they got to my apartment at, like, 5 in the morning or maybe 6. No, I think it was 6 in the morning. I was up – no, I was up early – um, but I'm always up early. So that's when they're like, we have to leave early and we're going to be there at six. And I'm like, you guys act like I'm not already up at that time. Like, I'm good. I go to the airport early all the time. I love to take 6 a.m. flights out. But at this point, I think our flight was at 11. Was our flight at 11 or was it at nine? It may have been at six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know. I think our flight, maybe it was like at 1030. I don't know. It was before 11. It was no later than 11. I know that. It was possibly somewhere between 9 and 11. I don't remember. I don't care. I also don't know what happened to my boarding pass, so I couldn't verify that anyway. Sorry I didn't fact check that for you. But anyway, so she wants to be there early so that we can park the car and take the shuttle and make sure we check our baggage and all of that stuff. So we get there like three hours early, which I guess was actually kind of nice because then we got to do like coffee and cocktails before boarding and, you know, go to the bathroom and do the whole thing. And then when we went to get cocktails, the bartender was great. She was super sweet. She gave us a special. She comes up. She's like, you order a Bloody Mary today before 9 a.m. and I'll make sure it's a double and I'll upgrade it to premium. And I was like, I like you. I like you. Listen, 
time doesn't count at the airport, it's always five o'clock. Remember that. That is a rule. It is always five o'clock at the airport. So it's always cocktail hour. It doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m. It doesn't matter if it's 6 a.m. It don't matter. Time is is irrelevant at the airport. Okay. The flight there was actually kind of nice because nobody was on it. So we had like the whole plane to ourselves, basically. I think there were only, I want to say like maybe 15 people total on that flight. So everyone just like spread out throughout the plane and like we were all solid and it was nice. I tried to move outside of my seat um, and I tried to move into like the row behind me, but then the flight attendant got mad at me because he's like, no, that's a premium seat and you can't pay for it. It wasn't a fucking premium seat. It was like, okay, you get like three more inches. I get it. In bed, three inches may mean a lot, but when you're on the fucking airplane, like three inches on an empty plane really don't mean a whole lot, sir. Thank you very much. But whatever. It was, we had a, we had an easy flight over, but then we got, once we got there, oh my God, the trip getting to the hotel was brutal because the traffic was gnarly. Like, my God. So we're staying on the resort strip in Cancun, which is basically where all the entertainment is. It's where all the shopping is. It's like the Vegas Strip or like Times Square in New York. It's like the touristy hub where everything is going on. Every All the places to eat, all the places to party, all the places to shop. It's party central. Everything's happening there, right? But there's only one street, one street going this way and one street coming back. So literally, if there's a traffic jam, you're stuck there. Literally, stuck there and there was such bad traffic all the way down and we were all the way at the end of the fucking strip so it was it took like two hours to get from what was supposed to be like a 30 minute trip took like over two hours just to get to the the resort and then we finally get there and then the check-in process another debacle like long two-hour process at the front desk because they're so slow i noticed this where else did i notice this they're just so, and I get it, like, you're on the beach, and it's vacation, and, like, you know, we're in Cancun, and so the vibe is just, like, a lot slower. It's not the hustle and bustle of the city. I'm used to the hustle and bustle of the city. In, out, let's go. They just take their time with everything they're doing, and then they handwrite every little thing. And then they photocopy every little thing. And then they make copies of it. And then they put it in the file. And then even when they give you your wristband, they, like, give you a paper wristband. And then they clip off the end with the number on it. And then they staple the number to your passport, to the copy of your passport, to the copy of your report, to the copy of your itinerary. All in, It's just, like, the, the filing system that they have is, like, painful. Like, god-awfully painful. But we finally get there. We check in. By this point, with the time change, like, it's late. It's dinner time. So we went to the resort buffet we ordered some drinks we had a quick bite and then we just like chilled on the beach the first night very cool simple easy got it the resort came with like its own like private little beach which was nice day two this is when my other two brothers get in this is when elijah and ivan got in so the first flight, it was just me, our moms, Vanessa and Nancy, my sister, Andy, and then my brother, Ethan. He's the one that has autism. So then the next day, Elijah and Ivan come in because they flew in together on, uh, I guess they took a red eye. And it was a really stupid red eye of them to take because they took a flight from Los Angeles to Miami and then from my, fl- flew five hours from LA to Miami and then flew another five hours from Miami to Cancun. It was just dumb, but whatever. They're young. They were cool with that. They actually seemed to enjoy spending the night on the plane, the first night on the plane. Whatever. So 
there was drama when they got there because we were trying to get them added to our hotel reservations because they were supposed to be added originally, but whatever. They weren't added originally. And so we were trying to add an additional person on the pre-existing hotel reservations. I had a hotel reservation and Vanessa had a hotel reservation. So I had my own room and then Vanessa had a room that she got for her and my mom and then Andy. And that was going to be like the girl's room. So because we were trying to get them added onto our hotel reservation, the hotel was like, no, we can't do that. And if you do want to do that, then you're now going to have to pay $300 per person per night. And we're like, um, yeah, we're not going to be $300 per person per night when they don't even get their own room. Like the fee to add another person on to an existing reservation is only $85. We have the primary reservation and then you have an add-on. And the add-on person is only $85 per day. We're not going to add them on for 300 Like that's a steep like rise right there, right? $300 is not going to cut it, okay? I may be blonde and I may be American, but I ain't that stupid, okay? I know when I'm, I know when you're trying to hustle me and when you're trying to squeeze a little more money out of me because you think I'm that stupid and I'm just going to give you my credit card. So finally, we ended up getting Ivan added to Vanessa's reservation, but then we still needed to get Elijah added to my reservation. And that was just, it was just an ordeal. Um, but when they got there, I was like, okay, just like take your stuff up to the room. We're getting the situation figured out, whatever. So they dropped off their bags. They were in my room. I gave them the key to my, to my hotel room. Um, cause they were going to end up staying with me. Um, and then while we're all kind of straightening this out, my brother didn't have his wristband at that point. And they also didn't tell us that there was a te- an option to have a temporary, like sort of like little key paper thingy that you could use that also was sufficient, but whatever. They let him in. He had a key to my room. It was fine for now, right? Until we got the whole situation figured out and the manager was able to like situate the situation. Well, apparently not because security ended up approaching him when he was on his way down. We were all on the beach. He was in my room. And so he's walking down through the hallway and then security approaches him. And all of a sudden they're like, we get a call. I get a missed call. And then he ends up calling Vanessa because I missed my call. And I'm like, I'm texting. I'm like, we're on the beach. Like, where are you? And then he calls Vanessa and he's like, so I just got kicked out of the hotel and I think I might be going to Mexican jail. And we're like, what? And so immediately, okay, let's go. Mama bears, let's go. Let's go. My mom's not the type to like be like super mama bear, but like Vanessa and I were like, what happened? Like, let's get this figured out. Let's help this kid. Because in my eyes, like they're babies, right? Like they're still kids. So basically what happened was security found him in the hallway. They approached him. They asked him about his wristband. He said that he didn't have one, but he's here with his parents. He's here with his family. They're on vacation for his sister's birthday. They're trying to get him one, something like that. I guess they didn't believe him. Um, So they escorted him into a back room. I'm assuming the manager's office escorted him with a man, like with a man that had a rifle, like guns, because they just have like, they just walk around with rifles in Mexico basically interrogated him and then accused him of trying to sneak into the hotel by hopping the fence. I'm like, listen, it's a cute resort, but it's not the type of resort you're going to hop the fence to try and get into. So, and we didn't know what we were getting. We were just like, oh, this looks like a good deal. The photos look nice, whatever. But so they have him sign this written statement acknowledging that he's been banned from the premises. And so that was this whole thing, right? Because the manager that they had was a nightmare. She was so rude. And she was like literally just trying to hustle us. And first she said that he was banned and that they weren't going to allow him in. But we're like, we literally, like the whole family is already staying here. How are you not going to let him in? If you don't let him in, we're going to have to find, like we're going to have to go somewhere else. 
And she's like, okay, fine. Then I'll let him in, but you're going to have to pay $300 a night. And we're like, no, we're not doing this $300 a night thing. Like, that's insane. That's more than triple the cost. Like, that's crazy. He doesn't even have his own room. Like, it would be cheaper to go on their website and book a room that night rather than pay this $300 rate. But we didn't need another room because we had already had the extra bed for him in my room. Like, it was just, (sighs) it would have been cheaper to get another hotel room. And she just did not want to budge. And she didn't even want to give him another hotel room. That was the other thing. She didn't want to give him another hotel room. And the only option was he's either completely banned or we pay $300 a night for him. And we're just like, come on. And so the damn manager, she even had the nerve to like laugh in our faces when we're telling her, we're like, listen, like, can you please just work with us? Like, he's scared. He's in another country. He doesn't speak the language. Like, Obviously, he's going to be a little rattled, but like, come on. And she was just like laughing at us. And she's like, well, he signed the paper. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. He signed a paper and he acknowledged that he's banned. So like, I don't know what you want me to do. Pay up or don't. And it was just like insane to me. She's like, you either pay or he's not allowed. And then it becomes this whole thing in the lobby because we're like, we're not paying for that. And like, if you kick him out, like we're all going to have to go. And if we all go, then you have to refund us for the full trip. Because at this point, this isn't fair. We've been trying to add him since we got here yesterday. He just flew in today. He didn't hop over any fence. You can pull the security footage that shows him clearly walking in with his luggage. I meet him. I take him up to my room. Like, come on. So, and she, at at one point we're like, where is the written statement that he even signed? Like, can we see that? Because he didn't have a copy of it. She didn't even give him a copy of that. And then she brings out the written statement and then you see it. And it's just like, it was, it was cute. Because he's just like, I'm staying here with my parents. I would like to buy a room. I'm trying to buy a room. Like, he was just like sweet about it. Like, he didn't say he hopped the fence. He didn't, like, there was nothing in any of that. Like, it was just, he was like, I just want to resolve it. I want to buy a room. I'll give you my credit card. Like, I'm staying here with my parents. Like, it was just funny. And, like, that was the other thing. It's like, he said that he was staying with his parents. He had a key to my room. Why wasn't I contacted if you had my room key? Why wasn't his parents contacted if he said that his parents were staying here? Like, don't you think you would, like, be like, okay, well, then where are your parents? What room are they in? Let's get a hold of them. Like, no, they were just like, you're banned. And so eventually the big boss comes out and we explain the situation to him. And literally within five minutes of just like talking to him and explaining the situation, my brother had a wristband. He agrees to charge us the regular rate. And then he even made that awful monster of a woman. He made her come back out and then apologize to us. And at that point, I was like, I don't even want to look at this chick. Like, I, you made us wait and have this whole like two hour dragged out ordeal because you were trying to hustle us for some extra money. Like, it was just ridiculous. And I can tell she was pissed that she had to apologize. She did not want to apologize. You can just see it in her face. She did not want to apologize. And I, was, I, I didn't even acknowledge the apology. I just, I didn't even want to look at her. I was just like, how, like, this is the worst customer service. Like, I wasn't even trying to be a Karen. I'm sure towards the end of it, as I was getting frustrated, I was getting a little more annoying. But like, come, it was just like, like, I could just tell, like, she was trying to hustle us out of some extra money. And I was just like, my God. So day two, Eventful day. Glad we got that resolved. Chilled on the beach. Had a couple more cocktails. Ate at the Mexican restaurant that night. They were super sweet. Um, had a table for us. Saying happy birthday to to Andy because her birthday was the next day on Wednesday. This was Tuesday night. Happy birthday to you. They sang happy birthday to her. They brought her a dessert. They brought us, Ethan and I, they brought us a gluten-free dessert. Like, it was all very sweet. 
nice. It, it, it ended once we got the whole situation resolved. Then we go to day three. And day three was our first adventure day because that was when we had our excursions booked for the first day of the trip. Um, and so we were riding ATVs and we were doing zip lining and we were swimming in the cave. And it was really cool. Um, the ATVs were... <laughs> terrifying for me because I didn't want to drive. So I ended up riding in the backseat. My mom drove and I was like, I'm just going to ride with you because I don't want to drive an ATV. These things like I, I probably should have, and I regretted doing it and not doing it afterwards, but they were like terrifying. I was like, I don't want to drive this thing. So I was like, I'll just sit in the back and I'll chill. And they didn't have any cocktails, but I wish that they did. But anyway, so, but it was terrifying because you're like going through bumps and humps and there's no seatbelts. And there's like this, big gap between me and her. And so I'm literally just trying to hold on and like prevent myself from flying out of the car. Cause it was just, it was fun. Uh, it was fun. And then we did zip lining and that was terrifying because I'm literally afraid of heights, like terrified of heights. I don't like heights. They tear like, no, no, no. And I did not want to do it. I did not want to do it. I did not want to do it, but I mustered up the courage to face my fears. I was like, like, no, I'm going to face my fears. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And that ultimately ended up being my favorite. We had seven zip lines to go through. So it was just like, oh my God, this is so many zip lines. And every time we had to climb like eight to 10 flights of stairs to get to the next hut, to get to the top, to slide down to the next one. It was fun though. I have to say it was, it was a blast. I was scared shitless the entire time. And I, I don't want to say I hated it in the moment, but like I had fun and it was a good adventure. We ended it uh, swimming in the caves. We took some cute pictures. We had lunch. Lunch was actually pretty decent. Um, and then we came home, went out for dinner for Andy's birthday. We went to the, a very nice restaurant. My God, it was, the restaurant was like gorgeous, so fancy, so like top top notch. Um, it was right on the water. So we're literally eating and it's all open. So we're like on the ocean so nice they had dancers they had a Frida Kahlo impersonator that like came and like told us stories and was doing stuff they had a magician that came to our table and was doing magic tricks they had a manifestation ceremony where they're like okay write what you want to attract and so we write what we want to do attract and then we throw it in the fire and then we end it with the tequila shot and the guy comes and he pours the tequila in your mouth it was like such an incredible experience the cocktails were so fancy they were served in like these I got a giant my cocktail was served in a giant elephant Ivan's cocktail was served in a sloth. It was just, it was, it was incredible. Um, and it was just like a perfect birthday night for Andy. It was magical. She had a great night. It was a lot of fun. Wednesday, success, no drama, tired because we had done so much, but it was a blast. Then we get to day four, Thursday. And we were originally supposed to take a boat out to, onto the island, which it's called Islas Mujeres. And so we were supposed to take a little boat out to, to the island and we were going to shop and eat and explore and do the whole fun stuff. Um, the waters were choppy, so they ended up canceling the boat trip because it was too windy. So we ended up just hanging out at the, the resort for the most part, went swimming, drinking, um, Vanessa ended up playing like this. They were doing a competition, like a volleyball competition in the water or like a polo competition in the water. She ended up playing that. She ended up coming in second. It was a lot of fun. Wolfgang, do cannonball. One, two, three, jump. Go, 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 jump in. Go, Ethan. Cannonball. Go, Ethan. Go, go, go. Go, Wolfgang, go. Cannonball. 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 Cannon
One, two. Here, I'll jump with you. Ready? Jump. Ooh. It's cold. Go, 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 go. Jump. Two. Or else no more margaritas. Go. Ready, set, go. <laughs> For a margarita. And then that night we go to Coco Bongo. And Coco Bongo was wild. Everyone kept talking about Coco Bongo. And everybody, even people in the DMs were like, are you going to go to Coco Bongo? I'm like, what the fuck is Coco Bongo? Like, Coco Bongo sounds, it sounds trashy. Like, it sounds like that's where girls go in, like, bikinis. And they have, like, foam parties. And maybe they do have foam parties at Coco Bongo. I don't know. But... We ended up living our best life. We had bottle service. We had, you know, special table that they took us to on the floor. Um, there was a little man there and he was dressed as Beetlejuice and he's walking around and he's dancing and doing strip teases and humping people. Um, there were performers that were dancing from the sky or from the ceiling. Um, there were, you know, it was just, it was like one big TRL sort of concert with like dancers. Cause like a lot of the music was like from the 2000s. Um, you are my fire, the one I never wanted to think that's late 90s but anyway it was a lot of that music it, it felt very trl but like with lights and fire and people and just like all the things it was a blast we were smoking we were drinking we were getting wild even ethan was getting lit we were living our best life and we had so much fun that night too we went afterwards we were like starving because we had drunk so much and then we were gonna get street tacos and then the street tacos were a little bad. Like they were just dry and like had no flavor. So we're like, oh, this is not, that was a bust. We were like, yeah, street tacos in Mexico. Like, hell yeah. But they were, it was in the touristy strip. So I just, you know, usually when you're in the touristy strip, you're not always gonna get like the real good authentic tacos. But so we went back to the resort and then realized that they have a snack bar that's open 24 hours. We knew about the snack bar. We just didn't know it was open 24 hours. We got back at like 2 a.m. So the snack bar had burgers and hot dogs, and nuggets, and fries. Like, they knew. Like, if anything, they knew. 2 a.m., burgers, fries, let's get it, right? Perfect 2 a.m. food. So, naturally, I devoured the fries because I love fries. I'm a fries fiend. Had a burger patty, no bun, because I'm gluten. I'm a gluten-free bitch. I don't know what the patty was made out of. They said it was a beef burger patty. I don't think that it was beef. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was made out of, but at 2 a.m., who the fuck cares? It was a great night. And then the boys, oh my goodness. So I had all the boys staying in my room. And every night, so I'm the one that's responsible for putting them to bed and then for waking them up the next morning. And I guess they don't normally go to bed early. Um, I go to bed early. So when I'm ready for bed, it's, it's my room. It's bedtime. And so I was, I mean, at that point, it's like 2, 2.30 in the morning. So it's like, yeah, okay, now we need to go to bed because we need to be up early the next morning. But I was responsible for getting them to bed every night and waking them up in the morning. And every night they're like, let's go party. Let's go to another club. Let's do this. Let's do that. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, no, you guys are not leaving. You guys are not going to No, no, no. Especially because the next morning they had to be up super early for excursions. So... They also fart a lot. Like, I don't get why Elijah's 20, he'll be 22, and Ivan will be 21 in March and April. And Ethan is will also be 21 in March. So 
I don't understand why boys need to fart so often. I'm a boy and I don't fart that often. I don't fart like that. Like they fart so much. Like why is it necessary to fart so much? I barely even used our bathroom. They were constantly like, oh man, I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'm going to bomb the bathroom. I'm like, no, like I don't know. Don't bomb my bathroom. Well, here's my little secret when it comes to hotels too, especially especially with resorts and stuff. And if you have to share a room, here's a little nugget of wisdom. There's always a hidden bathroom that nobody ever really knows about, right? It's a special it's always empty. It's peaceful. Nobody knows about it. So nobody's going in there. And people have their own hotel room. So nobody's ever going to go in there, right? I found our secret bathroom in the resort. It was on the second floor. It was down the hall from the snack bar. So if you think about it, people that are going to the restroom, if they're in the lobby, they're going to the first floor restroom. That one's always going to be busy and packed. And then if people are going to the second floor, they're only going to the second floor because they're going for the snack bar. But they don't immediately think that there's going to be a bathroom down the hall from the snack bar. They think, oh, I'll go to the restroom in my hotel room, or I'll just go to the restroom on the main floor right in the lobby, right? Nobody goes to the second floor bathroom by the the snack bar. And so I found that that was, that was going to be my restroom and nobody knows about it. And it's just, it's a perfect, peaceful, hidden bathroom. Every hotel has one. You just have to dedicate yourself. You have to be dedicated enough to actually go and scout it out. And once you find it, it's magic. Okay. So fun fact. So I used that bathroom the whole time. I wouldn't fart in front of anyone, but I also didn't like go and fart in there. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like I'm very delicate. Like <sighs> Elijah says I'm, I'm like a princess. I don't think I'm like a princess. I think I'm a tougher bitch than a princess. I I'm a fucking King. Number one. And number two, I just, I can't fart in front of people. I just think it's weird. <laughs> Um, and all they do is fart. And then the Wi-Fi was terrible. So luckily, well, cause it was free, but luckily I'm an early bird. And so there was some work that I did have to get done and emails and stuff that I did have to tend to. Um, but I would, so I would get up super early and I, and I learned that the Wi-Fi was good in the morning because everybody was asleep. Everyone was hungover and tired and sleeping and they're on vacation, right? So nobody's getting up first thing in the morning. And this is early for me too, right? Because we're on East Coast time and I'm normally in the West Coast and the East Coast is three hours earlier. So my whole time construct was totally off, but I still make it work. Like I can adapt to whatever time zone I'm in. But anyway, get up super early if you have shared Wi-Fi at a hotel. Get up super early before you know people are going to be awake Bang out all of your stuff then, you're solid. Life hacks. Take notes, people. Life hacks. Then we get to day five. This is Friday. So on Friday, we go to the pyramids. And my God, it was another like three-hour bus ride. We had so many bus rides. By the end of it, I was just like, no more autobus. Fuck the autobus. I'm not going to get on another fucking autobus for the rest of my fucking life because we've spent so many times on these buses. No more autobus. But we went to the pyramids hung over as hell in the hot sun doing this tour. Um, It was fun, but my God, the kids were hurting a little bit too. Andy was hurting because she was 18 and in 18, that's the legal drinking age, age in Mexico, but she's not used to like going clubbing and going out and doing this. So she was hurting and she was hungover. Ethan was a little hungover. The boys, they can definitely rally, but my God, they can drink. So they were living their best hungover life the next morning too. My mom's, Vanessa, my mom and myself, we can rally, right? Like we know how to rally. We've been there. We know how to nurse a hangover. We know how to power through it. We're used to being up early. We're used to whatever. 
you know, especially when you're the ones like getting people up in the morning and doing the thing, like you're good, right? So we did the the tour of the pyramids. We went to swim in another cave. Um, then we went to the gift shop. It was a very fancy gift shop. And they tried to tell us that the gift shop, everything in the gift shop is handmade by the Mayans. And it's a, a local artist. And he made everything in this gift shop. And the gift shop was fucking huge. It was like a, a resort gift shop. And, and they had so many employees. And they were all wearing uniforms. And I was like, this doesn't sound as low-key as they're trying to make it sound. But anyway, it was handmade by this Mayan artist, this one Mayan artist. And he had been making art since he was seven years old and all of the money collected goes straight to the families and we accept visa and we accept venmo and i'm like well which fucking mayan family are we supporting here it was like a whole aspca campaign with sarah mclaughlin and they were playing in the arms of an angel fly away from here that was in the background and i wasn't buying any of it i'm like listen if you're taking venmo then like how do i know what mayan family i'm giving this money to because mm, this is some fancy rent right here this is a big nice little gift shop and you expect me to believe this one local artist made everything in all these subsections of this this walmart that we're in so, yeah, my mom ended up getting bamboozled. Uh, she ended up buying, like, some lava rocks that they told her heal sciatica. And I'm like, you don't even fucking have sciatica. Like, why are you buying lava rocks that heal sciatica? She went to a shaman there. There was a shaman. The shaman had his own section of this little this little, little quaint gift shop. A shaman had his own, like, section. I'm like, I think a shaman's, like, in the forest. Um she got a cleansing from the shaman. And then immediately after the shaman's like, okay, here's my Venmo. And I'm like, okay, like, okay. Um, she also ended up getting these, these birth certificates, Mayan birth certificates. And this is funny. Okay. Cause she gets a Mayan birth certificate. We got the sales pitch on the bus, right? The whole way over he, the tour guide is telling us about, oh my God, he got his birth certificate and he learned so much about himself. It's basically a horoscope. He learned so much about himself and he's like, oh my God. And I loved it. It was like the best thing ever. And I wish I've gotten this sooner. And by the way, guys, if you're interested in one, you can get it. I was like, we had to listen to his 20 minute sales pitch. Like that's what this was. He was telling, I thought he was actually really into these calendars. And then at the end, he's like, now buy a buy a, a a horoscope is basically what it was, and so the funny thing was we had to give our information if we were interested in it. We had to give our information there on the bus, and then they were going to work on them, and all the local artists were going to make this, and it was going to be print made on special paper, and blah 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 blah. Right, so. We get there. My mom fills it out for herself and my brother, Ethan, because he sat with her on the bus. Elijah sat with me. And I, t I told Elijah, I'm like, I'm not doing that. And don't do that. Like, we can go online and we can look at all this stuff. Like, it's a nice souvenir. It was a, it was a nice, like, momentum souvenir. I just was turned off by the sales pitch of it. And there was a lot of that. Like, there was a lot of, we got the Americans. Let's, let's you know, try to get as much money as we can out of them. So I didn't like the sales pitch. And when something felt gimmicky and something felt too salesy, that's where I hesitated. Uh, otherwise, I probably would have gotten one. Like, and if it were, there were 25 bucks for a birth certificate. I was like, I really don't need a fancy paper with something I can look up on cosmopolitan.com. So my mom gets one. And she gets one for my brother, Ethan. And so... And we were teasing her about it. We're like, you really got this damn birth certificate? And she's like, I want it. I want it. And we're like, fine. Okay, you got you and your lava rocks are good. Go heal the sciatica you don't have. Like, you're going to try them tonight. And then you're going to be like, wow, my sciatica is healed. It's because you didn't have sciatica. 
Hi, my mother is, you know, she loves when you tell her that there's an underdog and a Mayan family that you're going to be saving, you know, with a dollar a day. She's like, here's ten dollars. You know, she's a sweet woman. Big heart. Right. So she gets these birth certificates. She picks them up and then she's reading them on the bus. And we're like, what does your birth certificate say? What is your horoscope? And then she's like, oh, my God. And then she runs off the bus and runs back inside. And we're like, what happened? Like, what is she going in to tell them? Was there a revelation? Did she learn something? Whatever. They got Ethan's birth date wrong. So they had to go back in. So because they gave him the wrong birth date, obviously the stars weren't, you know, connecting on that day versus the day he was actually born. So it was going to be a whole different, you know, horoscope because it goes based off of the, the day you're born and the place you're born and the time you're born. And I think that there is some legit, some legitimacy to the astrology stuff for sure. Um but I was like, well, if you paid for it, you don't want somebody else's horoscope. You better go in there and fix it. So she goes in there and she makes them fix it. And they literally gave her a whole new packet in like five minutes. All they did was do, 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 do. they just printed out a whole new one. I'm like, I could have done that for you on the actual Internet. And there was like a pretty little picture that they had printed on like a it was like a bamboo paper or something, some sort of tree bark type of paper or bamboo paper. I don't know. It was some sort of Mayan specialty paper. But I just thought that was funny. I was like. They literally, they told you how hard these people, these artists have to work to make them. And then they literally just printed you a new one in five minutes. But that was that. And so we came home. We had a good night. That was fun. Um, Yeah, we had drinks and cocktails. The bartenders really liked us. At that point, they were giving us cocktails by the twos. Like, okay, here's a double. There you go. Two for you, two for you, two for you. They really loved Vanessa. They were giving her all sorts of beers. They had the canned beers and they were giving her all types of beers. And I was like, how are you going to drink all these beers? She's like, I'm going to drink them. And she did. And listen, she did it. She killed it. She was a champion. So then we get to day six. This is the final day. This is Saturday, the day that we flew home. Check out of our hotel. We get some coffee. Like we're just kind of chilling, right? Checked out, had a couple cocktails, walked around the town a little bit, got some coffee from Starbucks. Apparently over there, you know, like here we have like Calafia Farms or uh, Milkadamia, all these like vegan milks here, right? Well, I guess over there, the Starbucks in Mexico or in Cancun at least have a brand of non-dairy milk, but the brand name is not milk. That's what it's called, not milk. It's literally called not milk milk and it's a plant-based blend of like some sort um it's uh, leche de plantas and so they were so i went to order my latte and i was like hi can i get a latte with not milk and they were like and they were like so confused by that because they were like you want a latte but lattes are made with milk and i was like no but i want it with not milk and they like it like we had to like i was like see it says not milk that's the name that's the name brand it's in all capitals not milk tm not milk trademark that's what i want i want that in my latte and they were like oh not milk not like not milk but not milk i was like yes i want not milk and it was just it was a thing um and then i got my latte made with not milk once we made it through the confusion um and you know because they always write your name on on the on the coffee mu- on the coffee cups. They I got my my latte with not milk addressed to Isaac. That was my name. Um, it was 
interesting, but that was my name in Mexico. My name in Mexico was Isaac because every time anybody asked me what my name was, the tour guides or whatever, they were always like, okay, they they were actually, some of them were really nice. Jerry, Jerry was really nice. He was the one that we did the zip lining and the ATVs with. He was great. And he was so good with Ethan. So good. We were scared for like to have Ethan do like the zip lining and like some of these things like, you know, we're like, we need to have somebody with him and we need to make sure somebody's watching him. And he was actually really, really good with Ethan. Um, but they all would ask like, what's your name? I want to get to know your name or actually not all of them, but m- for the most part, you know, when we would have to give our name, they all, I would be like, yeah, my name is Zach. And they'd be like, oh, Isak, Isak. And so that's who I was the entire trip. Halfway through it, I was just like, okay, in Spanish, my name is pronounced Isak. And that's who I was in Mexico. Call me Isaac. In, in, in Mexico, I'm Isaac. So there you go. Then we went to the airport. Everybody wanted to get like, you know, bottles of tequila or bottles of mezcal or the nice chocolate or all the souvenir shit, right? Stuff to take back to everybody. So we, we went through the main gift shop and then we got out of that. And then, um, and here's another life hack, okay? Because while everybody was finishing up their shopping, I was like, let's find a spot where we can maybe have a light bite. Nobody, I'm pretty sure nobody's really that hungry, but at least have a cocktail before we board the plane, right? Life hack. So there's always a hidden bar. You have the main bars, which are usually in the center and probably attached to like some sort of chain restaurant. But there's always another bar. Remember this. There's always another bar. It's usually fairly empty. It may be a tad bit overpriced, like a dollar or two more. But the service is going to be great. The um, the, sir, the the bartenders are always just going to be a lot nicer and it's just going to be quiet. It's going to be hidden. It's going to be away from everybody. It's usually where people are running through because they're trying to catch their flight. But it's never in the main hub, okay? Remember that. It's never in the main hub. It's usually down a hallway or in a little hidden corner somewhere, but there's always a good hidden bar and that's where you go because you're just going to find peace and solace there. It's not going to be a rush. The servers aren't going to, you're not going to have to worry about like the server being slow and bringing your food or the kitchen getting backlogged or any of that sort of stuff. So immediately out of the main gift shop, I see a Margaritaville packed. I see a Bubba Gump packed to be expected, right? Then I see a sushi bar empty. Maybe like two table, two, two tables were seated and it wasn't a lot of people. It was like two couples seated in two different areas, right? Or like maybe one of them had like three people, like two parents and a kid. Um, it was a pretty big spot though. So immediately I was like, well, that's odd that they're so empty. I was like, I wonder if they just opened or whatever. But I told Elijah who was with me, I was like, let's look for the hidden bar because there's always a hidden gem in the airports. You just have to be willing to look for it. Unless you end up at the real shitty airports, like barely have a vending machine. And that's when you're like out of luck and there's nothing anybody can do at that point. But we looked, we didn't look very hard though. And we didn't look very far. I think we went down like one hall and then I was like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. The sushi spot looked fine. We're probably not going to eat. It's empty. I'm sure it's not going to be that, that terrible of a place. They're not busy. So we don't have to worry about that. It's better than going to Margaritaville where they were super packed or Bubba Gump where they were also super packed. And we didn't really want to eat, right? We just really wanted a cocktail. (sighs) So we get there. Everyone comes to meet us. We have the food menu. We didn't really want food. So then the guy starts telling us about their cocktail specials. And he's like, oh, my God, we have such good cocktails and they're delicious and blah, blah, blah. And you know, he's telling about us about their margaritas and their mojitos and they're flavored and blah, blah, blah. And usually flavored cocktails are like slushy cocktails and they're like not great. Right. But like whatever, you know, the bar is going to be a little lower. I just ordered a vodka soda. My mom and Elijah both ordered mango mojitos. My stepmom gets a beer. 
he asks everybody, do you guys all want waters? And we're like, yeah, water is great. Standard, right? You go to a restaurant, they ask for water, they come and they bring you water. Usually at that point, they say, okay, do you want still? Do you want sparkling? Is tap fine? Like what kind of water? Whatever. It's water. Um, so then he brings us these little bottles of Evian water, okay? Not the full-size bottles, not like the regular bottles, not the big bottles, but a smaller-sized bottle. Not the real mini ones, but like I would say somewhere in between like the, the little the little ones and then the regular-sized ones, it was like a medium right in between the two of them, right? But it was definitely not the regular-sized Evian bottles. Then he brings us our cocktails and he asks about food. And we're telling him, no, we're actually not going to get food after all. And he's like, all right. And so he takes the food menus back, whatever. Not that big of a deal. So then everyone's like, okay, we have 15 minutes, or sorry, we have 45 minutes to board. Let's finish shopping real quick. We'll circle back and then, you know, start lining up to board the plane. So it's me and Elijah again. And I'm like, eh, whatever. I think we're done here. Let me just pick up the tab. It was three cocktails and a beer. Like how expensive could that really be? Like 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Like a standard cocktail is what? 14, $15. A beer is probably like what? Eight, nine bucks at the airport. At best, my cocktail being a vodka soda will probably be about $18. Like that's what a vodka soda for. That's what a vodka soda with like a Belvedere or a Grey Goose will go for here in Los Angeles. 18 bucks. Some people think that's pricey, but like it's on the price year end. It's always funny. So when I travel to like the Midwest or something and I order like a vodka soda and it's like eight dollars so i'm like what the fuck is this magic um but yeah literally i'm used to paying 18 dollars for a vodka soda here in la that's standard anywhere between like 15 14 to 18 dollars usually like 15 16 bucks whatever right so and that's on the pricey side so we're at the airport things are usually on the pricey side so i'm expecting you know that high of a tap. I think even Dodger Stadium, I wonder how like Dodger Stadium, I think they charge like 10 or $12 for a beer, which is expensive, right? Expensive. Um, but whatever. So not thinking too much of it. I'm like, it's probably gonna be like, what, an $80 tap at best. I give him my card. He charges it. Don't even think about it. We leave. Um, I wanted to go and buy snacks. Then all of a sudden I'm in line to buy snacks at the little kiosk right next door or like a few feet away. And then I get an alert from Chase. And I see that my card was just charged $210. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's from the sushi restaurant. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then I walk back over and I'm like, hi, I'm sorry. I think there was a mistake. I think you guys ac- accidentally overcharged me. Maybe this was somebody else's bill. He's like, oh, okay, let me get the manager real quick. And, you know, and so the manager comes over and he's like, okay, let me see. And then he brings out a receipt and he's showing me the receipt. And then he's showing me the charges and he's like, oh yeah, no, this is right. So for each cocktail, they charged me $33, $33, $33 each per cocktail. I told you $18 for a vodka soda in Los Angeles is on the expensive side. You're rarely going to pay 20, but you're not, I've never paid $20 for a vodka soda in LA. $33 for a vodka soda, $33 for a shitty mojito and $33 for a second shitty mojito. $99 for three cocktails, a hundred bucks. The beer, not $9, not even the expensive, what, $10 I'm sure you spend at like Dodger Stadium. And that's expensive for a beer, 10, 12, 11 bucks. Like that's expensive, right? The beer, they charge just $25 for the beer, a single beer. It wasn't even served in a glass. It was still in the damn fucking bottle. The waters, the little waters that they gave us, $7 each. Seven fucking dollars for a small little bottled water. I was livid. I was livid. I was like, what? 
And then the guy's like, yeah, I know. Our prices are expensive. And I was like, my jaw was on the floor. And I was like, that's not just expensive. Like, that's ridiculous. And he's just like, yeah, people complain about us all the time. And I was just like, what? I'm like, are these the words? Like, in my head, like, I couldn't even process. I was like, are these the words that are kind of like, yeah, people complain about us all the time. I was literally dumbfounded. Only to also find out they already worked gratuity in there somehow. And this 20% that I gave was extra for them. And I was like, and in my, I'm like, they have the fucking nerve to ask me for an additional 20%. I was so mad. I was so mad. But again, it's like they price gouge these things because they know dumb Americans are going to come in and they're probably going to be drunk and they have money or just foreigners, tourists. They're coming in. They're going to have money. They're on vacation. Like they just know Cancun is a vacation destination. It was wild to me. So then I went on to Yelp and I found out that's what they do there. It wasn't just me. They don't show you the menus or the prices because they never showed us the bill, which is what they said. So this is what they do. They don't show you the menus or the prices. They don't show you the bill. They don't. They ask for a tip up front and literally reading everybody's experience. That's exactly what happened to us. They never showed us a drink menu. They never showed us prices. They never told us prices. Literally no, no details. Like we just went because it's like it's a freaking sushi restaurant at the airport. Like, I'm sure some of it will be a little overpriced, but it's not going to be like this ridiculous. And like, how do you expect them to like overprice it this much? But it happens to so many people at this damn restaurant. Luckily, one of the people posted a photo of their drink menu and they posted that photo on Yelp because I guess they do have a drink menu. They just don't like to give you the drink menu. And so their drink prices on the menu were listed out at like $10, $11. So each of those shitty mojitos was 10 to 11 bucks. That makes sense. It's a shitty mojito. It was blended. It wasn't even like anything special, right? Not $33. It was 10 to $11. And I noticed everyone's Yelp reviews all had different prices as well that they were charged. One person's like, I got this and I was charged this. Another person's like, I got that and I was charged this. Everybody had different prices. And so their cocktail, I, I, I believe people were charged like $20 for a cocktail, 20, 21 bucks for a cocktail. I was charged $33. That was insane. It was just crazy, crazy, crazy. And I think, and they know this because it's a total scheme because they're literally, they're like, oh, people aren't going to catch on to it until they get home. They're they're here in passing to get to the airport. They're not going to try to fight it. They're not going to try to dispute it. Like it's wild. But at that point I was like, okay, the worst is over. Let's just get on the plane and get home. And then of course we land. There's the whole crazy altercation on the bus. The cops get involved. It was wild. But listen, at the end of it, we're all okay now. We all still have so many fun memories and so many great photos. And now we have a lot of wild, crazy stories about almost getting arrested in Mexico and getting caught. I was conned. I was lied to. So lots of crazy, fun stories about our family trip to Cancun. So yeah, there you go. Hopefully this was a wild, fun adventure and you got to ride it out and have fun with me on my wild, crazy adventure in Mexico. But all right, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Let me know your commentary below. Um, if you have any wild, fun, crazy vaca- family vacation stories, feel free to drop them in the comments below. I would love to read them. Um, and thank you guys. Let me know what other types of content you want for bonus. Uh, I want to do a bonus live soon. Um, maybe even, yeah, we have to do another bonus. A Liddy City. I don't have any alcohol in my apartment right now. So maybe like a Liddy City Live will do soon. That'll be fun. Maybe I'll go to the market tonight and go live. You probably won't see this until 
Friday. You'll get the members only on Friday, but I'm taping this on Thursday. And I'm thinking maybe we'll do a members only Liddy City Live tonight. I'll have to go get some alcohol. Okay. Bye, guys. I love you. Love you. Mean it. Bye.